to Radio TFS, Road to Rosario Special, Visual Studio Team System 2010 Test. Hi, this is Martin. Uh, this is a special show as part of the Road to Rosario series, and today we've got the pleasure of speaking with James Whitaker. Also on the line, we've got uh, Paul Hacker from TFSTimes.com. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hi, James. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks for sp- spending the time to sit down with us here today. Uh, it's my pleasure. Do you want to start by telling us a, a, a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, my history in test is pretty long. Um, I think probably the thing I'm best known for is uh, the book series, How to Break Software, uh, that I wrote with a couple of co-authors as well. And um, the fact that I was a professor for 10 years and I actually taught software testing to university students, which I think uh, at the time was certainly unique and is still very, very rare. So the uh, the 2008 um, version of a test editions it's it's been one of you know the favourite skews of the uh, the people uh, of us hosts on the show. It's one we quite often recommend um, that people buy. You know, if they're considering just purchasing one skew because there's lots of value there. And and testing and application quality was one of the core cool pillars of the Rosaria release, which, uh, which means you know. The team must have had a lot of pressure on the shoulders for this release. Yeah, we have. I mean, we've really invested heavily in software testing for, for Rosario, and we've uh, gone out of our way to hire a lot of uh, serious development and testing talent for this team so that we can build up these tools. Um, I, I joined recently. Um, I'm one of the architects for the product, and we've really focused on on a, a couple of things, bringing the tester into the software development process, which which so few tools and so few platforms really support. You know, the tester being this outsider who doesn't really get involved until the binary is built and they have some bits they can work with. So th- that's been one of the key focuses of Rosario is making the software tester a first-class citizen, pushing their impact up far earlier into the process and allowing them to collaborate and coordinate their effort with developers and architects and program managers in ways that just hasn't been possible before. Excellent. Um, James, I have a question for you. I, I recently heard you speaking, and I, I heard bits and pieces about this this uh, uh, dev test divide, and I was just curious if you could explain a little bit more about how the tools might help to uh, bridge that, and what is that divide in case our listeners don't really understand that there is a divide. I mean, I pretty sure they all know, but I'd like to hear your take on that and how the tool is going to help to bridge that divide. Well, let me start by answering that in general and then kind of pushing the, our way into the tools. I recall uh, my, my first job here at Microsoft was a security architect uh, for Vista. And I remember when we shipped Vista and I took it home and showed it to my family. And my son, who was, I don't know, seven or eight at the time, took a look at it and said, Daddy, which part did you do? And as a tester, it kind of stopped me in my tracks. You know, I couldn't point to any, you know, shiny little sidebar object that was mine. I couldn't point to any, you know, uh, see-through interface that I could say, you know, I built that. And, you know, it was sort of embarrassing in a way to say that, well, you know, the the reason it works as well as it does is kind of what I did. And, you know, the reason that it's not going to be so easy to hack is sort of what I did. And the look on his little face of he was completely unimpressed by by, <laughs> by trying to weasel out of that. The look on his face told me, you know, this, this is part of the tester-developer divide, the fact that 
that testers in general can't point to something and say, yeah, that was mine, I did it. I would like to see software testers far more involved in, in this process. And I think that I, not only the company I work for, but all companies that develop software would um, benefit a great deal from having testers, testers' opinion, testers' talents focused on the product far earlier in the, in the cycle. So that, that begins to talk about the, the developer-tester divide, the fact that you know the developer's part of the product ships, and there are bits that developers touch that, that ship. The, the test cases don't ship, and the testing effort doesn't ship. So you know we are involved in this incredible amount of, of, of effort. It's a Herculean effort, yet the stuff that we create doesn't really ship. You know, it fixes the stuff that ships, and that, that's a little bit dissatisfying for, for a lot of people in, in my profession. So, so that begins to, to speak of it. The other part of the t developer tester divide is the fact that we don't really speak the same language during a product cycle. For example, as a tester, I may find a bug, and you know, I spend a lot of time reproing the bug on my, my system. I want to make sure it works, and then submit it to the developer. And you know, I'm quite proud of this bug. Um, you know, it was my ingenuity that found it. If I hadn't found it and it would have managed to, to stay in the product for shift, a lot of people would have suffered from it. So, so there's a lot of pride of ownership in this bug. I send it off to the developers. Developers run the test case on their system, and it doesn't repro. And immediately you get back a response saying, not a bug and no repro. And you know that is a, a very demoralizing event for software testers across the planet. What do you mean it's not a bug? It was a bug on my system. I spent a lot of time finding it. It's, it's in the product. It's really crucial. It's not my fault if you can't figure out how to repro it on your system. And, and so we're not speaking the same language with, with developers. They, to them, they need certain information to repro a bug. And to us, that information is just sort of built into our system, and we don't really understand how to transfer it to theirs. Uh, so, so these are the things that we need to, to figure out how to solve. So, so now let me get back to the product. So for Visual Studio Team System, Rosario Relief, we have addressed both sides of this. Uh, the, the first part we've, we've addressed is, is actually getting testers involved with the process and having access to the same set of artifacts that, that developers do. So for the test edition, we actually have a client, a custom client focused on, on testers that accesses all the Team Foundation server artifacts that developers uh, have access to. So, so it's easy now for testers to participate in the product uh, in, in product development and to have access to the same project artifacts, ready access, easy access through an IDE that they they can understand and 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 love and um, and be more involved in in that sense. And then the second part of the tester developer divide, the whole bug repro system, uh, we have worked really really hard on on tools that that will solve that problem. Um, it, it's not a stretch to say that we are gunning for, you know, complete reproduction of every failing scenario on any system that's involved in development. So there's a lot of invisible stuff under the covers, a lot of data capture and collection mechanisms that will occur when a bug is found on a tester's machine that will automatically be attached to the bug report so that when developers repro this, that bug will reproduce, and, and we've completely eliminated a lot of that 
angst and and frankly a lot of work too between the developers and testers just to see that a bug is reproduced uh, reliably enough that the developer can fix it first time. So yeah, the tester developer divide needs to needs to completely disappear. There are other aspects of it that we're going to be gunning for in in future releases and power tools as well. Great, excellent, excellent. So let's just dive into some of the the specifics there. One, um, I've always found that uh, testers in Microsoft are very different from you know the testers that I work with in enterprise organizations. I work in an ISV now. Um, and you know the testers we have are more similar to the ones in Microsoft, where they're they're dedicated test you know test people. They have a real passion for testing and and breaking stuff I write, and uh, you know very organised. Um, typically in an enterprise, the people who get drafted in to do testing have been sort of brought in from the business quite often and have more of a business background uh, with a slight you know with technical flair. Um, how how you were talking about making this test edition, you know, more attractive to testers. Uh, so I was just wondering, what specifics, you know, have you done there? Okay, well, let me let me again talk in generalities first and explain <laughs> sort of our yeah. approach to this, and then I'll dig down into some product specifics. So, so at Microsoft, we call these these testing creatures um, SDETs, uh, Software Development Development Engineers and Test, and Microsoft testers write a lot of test automation. They uh, they participate in reviews. They're they're many of them are coders and coders disguise, disguised as testers. Many of them are testers disguised as coders, and they share a lot of uh, the same skill sets with our with our SDEs. Now, most of the world doesn't work that way. And you know, when we do when we talk to analysts and we do surveys among our our development customers, um, they have a lot of manual testers. And they have a lot of uh, people with a business focus doing doing testing, and then then of course they have they have some developer testers as well. So so we have um, we've taken note of this, and we're trying our best to meet our customers where they are. And so many of them are at the stage of manual testing that we have focused on automation to help the manual tester. So we've we've worked really hard to get manual testing scenarios. So well understood by our team that we can automate them. So it's it's not automating testing so much as it's automating the process of manual testing, and that is a significant difference in what a lot of the tools focus on. You know, there and you can look at my blog. There's this entire manual testing versus automated uh, testing debate on my MSDN blog. You can look at the types of bugs that automated testing finds. You can look at the types of bugs manual testing finds, and, and it's clear that there's got to be a very good mix of both. So the unit testing stuff, the developer testing stuff that we are doing in our team dev product, we're, we're pushing that sort of stuff in that direction so that the SDE and the SDET community can apply their automation and apply their unit testing. And then Visual Studio Team Test, my product, is focusing on that manual tester. And how can we empower them to find the bugs that would really not do well in the actual released ecosystem. Uh, there's far too many bugs leaking into the ecosystem. The automated testers of the world aren't finding them. And if you look at the types of automated testing and the types of unit test environments that many people are relying on, they just don't have the capability of finding a lot of these bugs. A lot of the bugs that are occurring in the field require field-like environments in order to even have any hope of finding those bugs at all. 
They've got to be connected to a database that looks like the real end-user database. They've got to be operating in an environment with the same APIs and the same uh, applications installed on the on the host machine. As you know, the, that test environment has to be as much like that in, uh, execution environment as possible. And those are the bugs that our customers are missing. Those are the bugs that our customers are writing and shipping to the field, and those are the bugs they want to stop. So Visual Studio Team Test is focused on those sorts of issues. We're collaborating with our team team engineering and team dev product uh, and team ar architect product in order to push the unit testing and the automated testing further upstream, and we're focusing on the main tester. So you're going to see a lot of tools that allow us to do exactly what needs to be done to find those bugs. So the first thing is getting our test environments as close to those execution environments as possible. So you're going to see uh, virtualization technology really exploited to the fullest extent uh, possible in Visual Studio Team Test so that we can deploy easily deploy our test cases in environments that as closely match the field environments as possible. You're going to see a lot of um, test case management. I, I, actually, you know, it, it's funny that when you ask a lot of the people around here, what product and uh, what what feature in Team Test are you most excited about? They will talk about um, what I talked about in the previous my previous answer, um, the bug reporting system, the fact that we are getting developers and testers on the same page in terms of bug reproduction. We are allowing testers to develop. Uh, really rich bug reports that are immediately reproducible and immediately actionable by developers. For me, I'm, I'm far more excited about uh, the manual testing scenario. The fact that we allow manual testers to manage test cases of all things. You know, automated testers have been managing test cases for, for a couple of decades. Manual testers haven't. They've been testing. The test case gets lost. And every time they want to rerun it, they have to go back and push all the buttons again. So we have a lot of recording and capture and uh, 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 the ability to store, the ability to edit, the ability to manipulate, the ability to rerun uh, manual test cases, just the same way that people have been doing automated test cases um, for, for years. And, and so the entire test case management process I'm really excited about. In fact, one of the coolest features of it is the fact that we can tie test cases to requirements so that if uh, right now what happens in, in traditional development using traditional uh, tools and IDEs for, for requirements changes is that uh, testers have to be informed by some architect or some designer or some developer that these requirements have changed. You've got to you know, take a look at the Word doc or take a look at the Visio diagram and try to figure out whether or not this impacts you. Uh, that is an incredibly big time sink. And if the tester gets it wrong, if the tester decides, oh, that requirements change doesn't impact me, if they're wrong on that single decision, you can leak a lot of bugs to the field. So we've automated that. We have our test cases tied to requirements. The requirements change. The test cases turn, turn different colors in the uh, uh, test IDE. And testers know immediately these things need to be run, and they can, they can schedule them for a rerun. So the entire test case management infrastructure that we've built, uh, specifically targeting manual testers, specifically targeting the types of bugs that generally get leaked to the field, uh, and hurt users. That's what we're going after, and I think that is one of the most exciting features in our product, and I think it's one of the features that's going to get the most use 
win our Premier I, League. Yeah, I com- completely agree. I mean, the, I mean, I guess you know, what the we guys want to in do Microsoft is make people very better at finding the bugs you write. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I write plenty of them. Let you believe? Don't you believe? Yeah, it? I'd like yeah. to say that was a general you, but that was actually specifically aimed at <laughs> yeah, you. Personally. Exactly. You use my software then. The um, yeah, and it's very true because the the data capture stuff, you know, the data collection things. I know there's a lot of like voodoo going on under the scenes and magic video drivers and all sorts of crazy stuff to make that work. Which is why, obviously, the people, a lot of people, technically internally in Microsoft, are probably very excited about that. But from my point of view, as you know, when I um, worked software architect out in the out in the real world, rather than being in an ISV. Uh, it was all, you know, test case management was it all. And we had huge spreadsheets and, you know, and all sorts of things trying to uh, attach requirements to test cases. But it, it was always a manual procedure and never worked very well, you know, and it's just always a, a big headache. Indeed. And, um, you know, the fact that you use the word voodoo to describe it, I think, is um, uh, something that, that we noticed and we're, we're trying to, to end. Yeah, take them, take the, uh, take the smoke and mirrors out of it. Make it feel simple, even though there's a lot of data being managed around there. So. Yeah, and and it needs to be simple because I don't want my testers focusing on, oh my gosh, that bug won't repro on the dev's machine. What's different now? I've got to go over there and I've got to figure it out. And and you spend a lot of time trying to figure out what are the real factors causing this bug to occur in some scenarios and not in other scenarios. And actually, that can be a very fun process. Testers love to dig down into the bits and bytes and try to figure out, oh, it's just this one API call, or it's just one file that exists on the system, or it's just one DLL that I've got on my box that my dev doesn't have on their box, and that's what's causing it. That can be a lot of fun, but that is a huge waste of time. I would much rather the system figure that out and inform the developer and keep my testers focused on finding the next big bug that might bite customers. Um, so you talked about the manual testing. I've had a chance to play with the uh, the bits uh, from April, and I really, really enjoy working with the uh, Kameno uh, tool. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about that tool. It's uh, something that I think is just it's, it's, it's awesome um, from what I've got to play with so far. And, so did you um, did you you like the interface itself? You liked the way it looked, the way it was colored, the I way liked, the information was presented, the activity centers. You you, you did you enjoy that? I did, that I did very much so. Um, one of the things is we're, we're really hoping for that because we're going. We, we what we didn't want to do in this is give testers just a copy of Visual Studio IDE and say here you go. Um, exactly. Go find some bugs with this because that 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 is an unnatural. It's a very natural, beautiful interface if you're writing code, not if you're writing tests. So, so I'm glad to hear you say that because we 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 agonized over giving a custom client to software testers and whether this was the right thing to do. So it's nice to get some feedback that that at least one person uh, likes that. <laughs> And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, because as a consultant, one of the biggest things I get is we are we are not coders, we're testers, and we don't want to, we don't live in Visual Studio. In fact, we don't even have Visual Studio bits on our machine. So why are you making us install these Visual Studio bits? And then this doesn't happen all the time, but I get this sometimes, and it's always a lot of pushback. So my question is: is as great as that Camino is? Um, Will it be like a standalone product, or are they going to have to purchase Visual Studio to get this? Or because right now on the bits, you just kick off the XE and, and you can run it outside of the Visual Studio environment. So I'll, I'm sure they're going to have these questions. Like, is it going to be something like Team Explorer, is where there's going to be a Cal and 
things like that? Or do you have any insight into how that's going to look when it finally comes down? Yeah, so so that's the key. It hasn't finally come down yet, and and we are trying our best to figure out uh, what the right approach is here. Because what we don't want to do is tie ourselves into our existing customer base and say, oh well, you, you know, you've got to you've, you've got to write software our way in order to be able to test software our way. Um, so so all those final decisions haven't been made yet, um, but but certainly. Uh, there are aspects, and I'm trying not to play my hand uh, 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 too blatantly here. There are many aspects of of the Kamano interface and the guts to to Visual Studio uh, Team Test that are totally standalone. You know, you could use any IDE, you can use any bug database. It doesn't matter. We we will graft over the top of that, and and so there's a you know, there's a lot of debate and discussion among the team members of let's let's extract some of this out. Let's have a VSTT light that we could that we could give. Let's have a a skin that you can wrap around any uh, interface. You know, there's talk of a little ribbon bar at the top of an application to be able to poke around and do a lot of the manual testing stuff. Totally unrelated to anything under the covers. So, you know, we're still struggling with with a lot of these things. It's clear that we've got a lot of existing customers out there. They're already VSTS customers, and they want this stuff to be as deeply integrated as possible. Yet there are a lot of other customers out there writing very important code. They're just using other tools to do it. We would like that code to be high quality as well. So team system, team test is going to need to to address that as well. Exactly how we end up uh, releasing to solve both of those problems, not all the details have been worked out yet. And from my point of view, sorry, Paul. I was just going to say, from my point, I, I mean, I work for Team Prize, which do the, the you know the cross-platform stuff for for TFS. And we see a lot of customers where, you know, yes, a large a large part of the software deliverable uh, of the, you know, the thing that the business problem they're solving, a large part of that might be done in .NET, but a lot of it is done in other technologies and, you know, uses other platforms. And some of it's even, you know, manual procedures that come into play before systems get systems, you know, get interfaced with you know what i mean so um yeah. f- from personally yeah in the real business world um the, the more it can say especially for manual testing the more it can support the whole enterprise the better yeah and and i i agree with that uh completely i mean there there's there's a lot of important code out there and we need to put the best test tools in the hands of the people who are responsible for finding the bugs in in that code and there's a lot of interesting movements in the industry with with crowdsourcing and and with with outsourcing and um, you know, software moving into the into the cloud, and you know, you, you don't even have access to the original developers or development environment. And and it's important code. It needs to it needs to have the best testing tools possible. So stay tuned. We'll be we'll be releasing as many of those details as we can. I mean, the 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 good side of of this, from my perspective, even while we're uh, working hard on these decisions, is that so much of our so many of our tools and so much of our code base is easily extractable from the interface itself that, um, you know, the idea of, of standalone tools is something we are going to be pressing really hard for. Oh, I got another question on, on, on the Kamano again. One of the great features I saw that I really liked was the fact that you could uh, record a WMV of actually what was taking place during my manual test that I could then pass along to the developer if there's a bug, and they could repro it, you know, and see see the 
see the, exactly what went through. What I want to know is, is that artifact actually going to be stored inside Team Foundation server where people are going to be able to check it in, check it out, things like that? Or is it just going to be attached to a work item and they're going to access it that way? Or how, is, how does that look? Is that actually stored? Okay, so right now it's attached to a work item. Um, and that we, we may or may not end up going with that as, as the actual release version. But we use these things for, you know, I use them for bug demos. I don't know if you've ever seen me give a talk, but I love to show bugs during talks. So I'm, I'm constantly harvesting, harvesting these, um, these movie files and, and showing, showing the bugs around. But the way I think about this feature is, you know, let's say you're going to, you've gone to visit some big European city and you've never been there before. Let's just say it's London. And, and you want to go and you want to make sure you see some of the cool stuff in, in London. You could, you could just walk around the streets uh, and hope that you run into St. Paul's Cathedral and Buckingham Palace. Or you could hire someone and they could give you a tour of London and you could guarantee that you would, you would see these things. This is, this is sort of our exploratory testing model that we built into, into Kameno, the idea that we're going to be able to give you guided tours through your application and make sure that you hit the hotspots. Um, having a camera along on such a journey is a really important tool. So being able to take pictures and record, you know, your vacation, your tour of this new city is an important thing. And the same thing for software testers. And, and so our capture replay technology isn't just capture replay just so we have um, a, a record of where we've been or, or anything like that. It, it's, it's much deeper than that. Um, we're going to capture the important events. We're going to capture them under the covers for, for debugging reports. We're going to capture them from the screen perspective so that testers can talk about these things. I mean, one of the goals uh, for, for this tool is to really empower the exploratory tester and empower the discussions that take place in between, between testers at companies. So that these movies, one of the major factors that we've seen here is that people will sit around and watch these movies and discuss the testing technique under the covers, right? So it's not just for developers to see uh, the, the actual sequence of screens where the bug occurs. It's also for testers to talk about, here's the bug, here's what I was thinking when I found it, here's how I found it, and and let's let's talk about this. And we're finding people all around Microsoft are watching bug movies and talking about <laughs> how we found this. And and one tester shows another tester the bug, and that other tester gets better because they've seen the experience. So a lot of what you'll see built into our tools are mechanisms for testers to make each other better at at finding bugs. And and the record playback is part of this. And and you're going to see some more tools um, come online as, as we develop them. We're, we're still uh, deep into building features for this tool that uh, a lot of them haven't been seen yet. So from my point of view, I mean, that's one of the things that got me interested in Team System in general was the fact that the tool was really focused on helping people uh, get better at stuff. Some of the, I mean, generally, you know, around the whole suite, there's other tools, you know, like testing or architecture and things like that, where, you know, if you've been, a, if you're a professor teaching that stuff for years, then yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to know what the tool's expecting you to type in where. But when you're trying to learn how to do this as a job and get better at it, um, you know, some of the competing products don't really help you. Whereas, say, the Microsoft Team System stuff feels to me, it just, 
helps the whole team improve and you know even some even the basics like work items being very close integrated with version control just makes the developers start to ask for work items before they check something in which means that you make sure you're recording requirements which gets hopes the whole chain so that's one thing um exactly. I was gonna ask and I, I just wanted to add that you know in, integrating requirements into Kameno and the ability to see requirements and see them tied to test cases is exactly what we're trying to do there to make testers more aware of these upstream documents, get them used to looking at these things, used to using them in the design of their test cases, used to writing a test case and then linking it back to, to a specific requirement. And, and you know, there's not a lot of good training out there for software testers. I taught at the university for 10 years and, and um, you know, published a book on how I did it. Uh, but there, there's not a lot of good training out there, and testers are hungry to get better. Testers are hungry to improve, and software testing has emerged as this entire discipline all of its own with its own theory, its own practice, and you know, there are techniques like exploratory testing that are really just beginning to be filled out with good science, uh, good engineering practice. And, and I think testers are going to want more of this. And I think it's the tool vendor's responsibility to not only enable people to do work, but enable to, people to do good work. And the next time they do that good work, it's actually better than the time before. Fantastic. You talked, you've kind of talked around this point a couple of times about, um, you mentioned the guided tour, you know, helping, you're going to be helping them to, uh, to, to hit the right points in their application. How's that? How, how are you doing that? Okay, so those are the those are the tools we're we're still working on. Those bits haven't been released yet. A um, couple of couple of ideas that that we have prototyped now and are are trying to to work into the release product. So the first is being able to uh, suggest test cases. So you recognize things on the screen that are different. They're either different than last time. They're different than they're supposed to be. They're different than they're documented, and pointing those out to testers. We call that uh, test suggest. And, and so it will say, you know, last time you were here, you did this. This time you're here, maybe you would consider doing something else, and here are the possibilities uh, to give a guide to software testers so that they can, they can do things. This is actually a collaborative project um, between our, our Redmond office and our, our IDC, our India Development Center, where we're, engineers are, are working on this kind of as a, as a science project, uh, and it's working. And um, the prototype is, is, is pretty compelling. Our, our process for this is you can dream up any tool you want, but you've got to prototype it and show that it finds real bugs before we'll consider putting it in, into the shipped product. And then the other one is uh, we have this concept of shared test steps uh, in, in Kameno. So our test cases we identify, we, we look in test cases and identify that certain test cases share certain steps. Now, if we can take steps out of one test case and insert them into another test case, we end up with a new test case. And so as testers are exploring the application and as testers are, 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 are creating test cases, the system itself will recognize some of these test cases can be connected. Some of these test cases can be sequenced. Some of these test cases can be reordered. And you end up with new test cases that you didn't run before. So this is another, another piece that we have uh, prototyped and are, are now in the process of proving out on real systems. So like I said, my litmus test for a cool new, new tool or a cool new testing idea is for it to find real bugs, for it to find real bugs that we wouldn't have found with other techniques or that we will find faster than, than with other techniques. And, and that, that will get it um, above the bar to, to ship in Rosario. Awesome. And, and wow. so that it, 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 there's a really 
you know, this is a, a test tool that's actually being designed by people who really understand testing. And our desire to make testing easier, our desire to make testing more organized, our desire to make testing more fun, more productive, uh, I, I hope will come through in the final in, in the final product because it literally is a testing tool designed by testers for testers. Fantastic. Um, I'd like to kind of switch gears here for a second. You mentioned early on that um, about the whole virtualization piece. I'm a big fan of virtualization, have been for a long time, do a lot of things with virtualization. And I'd like to know how virtualization is going to play into the whole team test role, if you could elaborate on that at all. Sure. Um, the virtualization is it's it's both the same product and a sister product. We call it, we actually call it Team Lab. Um, uh, it's it's a it's a group within Team Test, and we have some engineers working on this. So the idea is a virtualized lab environment for for software testing. You know, if you think about how difficult it is to uh, to test a system, you know, you 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 built some software and you've run the software on all your testers' machines. You've run the software on all your developers' machines. You maybe you've given it to a few beta testers and they've run it on their machines. But you know, by the time you ship your application, maybe you've run it on you know 40, 50 machines. Maybe you know two or three hundred different environments, and that's about it. That's about all you can expect. And then once that software ships, it gets on any environment that the customer wants to put it on. And it can be interacting with applications that you never thought it would be interacting with. It may be installed on systems that you never thought it would be installed on. Uh, or maybe you thought about them and just didn't have the resources to, to try to fabricate those systems and then install it. So that's the problem we're going after. Can we deploy our system in far more environments than, than that. And virtualization gives us that possibility. Instead of having to get 10,000, 100,000 real machines out there, we can fabricate real machines now virtually with virtualization technology. And virtualization technology is very affordable in 2008, like it wasn't affordable even, even a few years ago. So being able to deploy to many orders of magnitudes, more environments and more diverse environments uh, than we had in the past. Being able to share test cases among those environments, be able to automatically deploy test cases and automatically execute test cases within those environments, collect all those statistics from those environments, pipe them back to the central uh, uh, control panel of the test lead, the test manager, and make sense out of all, all of that is, is very important. And so, you know, you can imagine our, our automatic debugging environments being, being installed on each of these virtual environments so that you get a richness in test cases that you wouldn't ordinarily, ordinarily get. And, and I think if you, you think through the scenario that way, the manual testing plus the, the bug repro automatic bug reproduction plus the virtualization, you've got a nice end-to-end -end story that solves many of the hardest problems that software testers face today, and that's really what we're going for, uh, solving the hardest problems, um, relieving the major pain points first, and then we're, the minor pain points are important to us too, and we're, we're working on those as well. Yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to the, to the virtualization, and, uh, and I, I think our, our vision of this is going to be real compelling, and I can't wait to get some bits in your, in your hands, Paul, uh, as soon as possible. Oh, awesome. Well, is this, this something we could, could possibly see in maybe another CTP drop, or is this that farther out than that? 
Uh, or can't you not talk so about I, it? I, yeah, I, I mean, the exact schedule, you will certainly see it in, a, in an upcoming uh, CTP. I, I just can't put a date on that. And, and not because I've been told not to put a date on it, it's because I personally don't know what the date is. Sure, so sure. I'm, I'm, I'm taking advantage of my architect title at Microsoft, where I can, at my own whim, go into the, put my head in the clouds or put my head in the bits. And so I'll just, I'll just um, say my heads are in the, head is in the clouds on that particular issue. Okay. It's great for me to see that, I mean, it feels like the test edition's undergone a real change of focus, you know, uh, going away from some of the minor technicalities and bringing it into the hands of, you know, real real testers. Um, it's nice as well to hear that, that you've got people at Microsoft, you know, like yourselves, that obviously think really deeply about testing as a speciality in itself rather than just, a, you know, a way of, a, another way of coding, if you understand what I mean. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, testing testing is our world here, and um, we realize that you know the, the the stars are aligned against us. There's a lot of bugs. There's not enough time to find them all, and there's not enough people to find them all. It's too expensive to find them all. So how can we put the tools in the hands of the people who are responsible for finding them to empower them to do as good a job is absolutely possible. But yeah, but but with you saying as well about automating manual testing, you know, about helping speed the productivity of what they can get done in that time, you know. There's... Yeah, well, that's what that's where our te- our customers are. They're doing manual testing. So you know, going out to them and say, no, you got to stop all that manual nonsense, and you've got to start writing these scripts and doing testing this way and following our process and not your own. It's just not workable. It's the situation that we've had for the past decade, and software is still. You know, is is software any better off in yeah. 2008 than it was in 1998? I don't know. So we're we're going to change the paradigm. We're going to meet the customers where they are. We're going to empower them to do what they know how to do, and we're going to teach them new ways of doing what they do better. It's uh, very exciting. Obviously, the automated stuff only catches a certain type of bug as well. You know, the manual testing is is a completely different category of thing that it that it spots. So uh, no, it's very, 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 um, it's very exciting to see not only you know to get hold of the tools and to play with the tools and use them and things like that, but also just to see this is going to have a a big impact in the test tool marketplace and you know ruffle get everybody competing a bit more, but also um, hopefully improve the the skills of the testers we've got out there in industry and get people thinking more about test. Exactly, improving the skills, finding the bugs. And, and making sure that better software hits the ecosystem is, is our goal specifically. So we're getting to about uh, time of recording. We're running a little bit over here on our usual session but because it's been so interesting. But um, I just wonder if there's anything else um, you'd like to touch on in, in the test area that we, haven't, that we haven't talked about yet today before we start wrapping up. Well, I've had a lot of fun, and I really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you guys, um, and particularly to meet a guy with the last name of Hacker. I just think a, a guy in the <laughs> testing world with the last name Hacker, that is just cool. And um, I, I wish that was my name because I would really exploit that. Uh, so I would, I, would, I would just like to close this by saying, uh, you know, there's a lot of testers on this planet, um, and they're all doing very important work. And, and it's not just a matter of writing tools to reach them. It's a matter of building, building community as well. So, so anybody who's listening to this, if, if you're involved in software quality, 
if your your job is finding bugs and, and improving improving the quality of software from whatever capacity, from an architecture capacity, from a development capacity, from a testing capacity, you know, have your voice heard. There's a lot of conferences out there. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of good blogs. There's a lot of good information. There's a lot of good tools. And you know, I think a discussion among the people who are responsible for software quality is is a very important thing for us to engage in. If you haven't noticed, software is kind of important. You know, it does a lot of important things in the world. It runs nuclear power plants. It flies airplanes. It runs computers that are really important. It protects our data and our and and and, and you know the privacy and security of of. of lots of this information as well. You know, what we do is important. Uh, the tools we use are important. Uh, getting better at what we do is important. And and if you work in this industry, I invite you to, to get involved. Well, thanks very, very much for your time, James. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure. I think Paul would agree. Oh, yes. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with us today. I enjoyed just, it a great deal. I just hope when you uh, when you bring the Team System 2010 box home, there's there's something you can point to it that that'll impress your son. <laughs> <laughs> I, I intend for that to be the case. Thanks very much for your time. Sir.